You're listening to episode 143 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. 360 Vegas podcast is brought to you in part by tickets.accessvegas.com. For the best seats in Vegas and at concerts and sporting events around the world, try tickets.accessvegas.com. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. I'm enjoying a New Belgium 1954 Black, and it is delicious. Are you? Wow. It, it is a very dark beer. It's almost like you've never heard me say that I, I've never heard you say that before. <laughs> um, I, I get eager and excited. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you do. Sometimes you, you jump ahead a little too quickly, so you got to take it a little bit slower, plan it out a little. What are you drinking? Um, I am drinking a glass of a um, Cooper's Hawk. Make sure to speak into the mic. That's know, primarily how people thought, hear it. I thought I still had the bottle there, but I don't. It's a Cooper's Hawk winery. It's a blend of a Syrah and I think a I'm not sure, but it's really good. Drink up, folks. And I'm at the tail end of it, so I might be opening another bottle of something else later. Nice, nice. We'll have to take a break. We just enjoyed our second three... Si- I like how I merged all those together. Just, we just enjoyed... We just enjoyed the second... We're just, it's one word. <laughs> that's right. We just it. enjoyed. That's it. It's called efficient, Karen. That's what we do here. It's efficient. We, tr- we streamline our shit. All right, before we get things started, the next live show will be September 13th, same time. 8 Central, 9 Eastern, you figure the rest of it out. You got an iPhone, plug it in, you're, you'll be good, you're fine. Here on Ustream, Saturday, September 13th. And uh, I don't think any of you folks are in the chat, but I'm sure there are some on the edge of their seat. We are going to get to the MMA, porn star, domestic abuse, story, feedback. Yeah, you definitely got some on that one. Yeah, but before but we do that, that, before we do that, let's let's have a little bit of fun. Yes. All right, we'll get to it in listener feedback, but let's have some fun before we get there because we gotta get serious. Apparently, <laughs> first mention of it's my show. Drink up, kids. Came through <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> do I really say that a lot? Uh, yeah, you do. It's my show. My show. Well, there you All go. right, let's start off with some random Vegas. This is a this is a girthy one, but I was inspired by a, by a future. Well, I guess not a future. I, I was inspired by an upcoming story, and it made me do some research. Bonanza, the world's largest gift shop located on the corner of Las Vegas Boulevard and Sahara Avenue, was formerly home to four different casinos before its self-proclaimed stature. In 1963, a casino called Honest John's opened, but only took up space on the western side of the plot. Despite its diminutive stature, it remained open until 1981 when Bonanza took over the entire space. In 1974, the Big Wheel Casino opened next door to Honest John's. The exterior signage structure of the casino is still in use to this day by Bonanza. In 1974, 
the Big Wheel Casino became Centerfold Casino and advertised naked girls. Now, exactly what this establishment was is in debate, considering the Nevada Gaming Commission prohibits nudity on a gaming floor. Some argue that Centerfold Casino was simply a strip club. It is possible that the naked women part was in a, in a back area, perhaps, and then they also had a casino. But like I said, it's not clear and not well documented. Lastly, in 1977, Centerfold Casino became the Jolly Trolley Casino. That that sounds like what oh the club God. inside of Centerfolds was. That, nice. that was the champagne room in Centerfolds, the Jolly Trolley. Oof. It was the Jolly Trolley Casino Restaurant and Lounge until 1981 when Bonanza consolidated everything that was in that plaza, incorporated it in under one roof, and that is Bonanza, the world's largest gift shop as we know it today. I got most of that information, if not all of it, from Vegas now and then. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. How about we uh, jump into the Vegas Mate Review of the Week? This week's review is Andrew's August 20th review of Carrot Top at Luxor. Five out of five chips. Being from the UK, I feared his humor might not translate, but by and large it did, with only the odd American reference I didn't know. A small theater which benefits his prop-led act... I must admit, Mr. Top bought an extra star in this review as mid-act. A bottle of whiskey made an appearance, which was shared with the audience, me included. Mr. Top. <laughs> we enjoyed his show. We've seen it. Uh, so He is funny. I know a lot of people. Brian has actually said, I think, I think it was Brian has said that he's heard great things about it, but it's one of those things that you're like, Carrot Top, like, he is actually really funny. He is. Yeah. So, okay. All right, how about the Twit Pick of the Week? You know what Vegas is missing? What? A what roulette-style pool that sits right at the head of a property, offering a sweet view of Fremont Street while cooling off with a refreshing adult beverage. Oh! <laughs> but you'd be wrong, because Vegas already has one. Or at least or had. they had one. Yeah. yeah. Not anymore. Now a dome covers it. A steakhouse resides upon it, and the view has been dramatically obscured by an experience and a stage. If you've not figured it out by now, I'm concerned that we drastically overestimated your Vegas savvy. Oscar's Steakhouse at the Plaza used to be an outdoor pool shaped to emulate a roulette wheel with remarkable views of old school Fremont Street prior to its experience. This week's winner comes to us from at Plaza Las Vegas, giving credit to over50vegas.com for sharing a photo documenting that time. They didn't go so far as to paint it to match, but the water feature in the middle, the circular pool in the middle, and the organization of the chairs around it were all intended to resemble a roulette wheel. As so often happens in Vegas, at some point the plaza couldn't justify having a quality free amenity in the space with such significant earnings potential. So they threw a dome on it and turned it into the center stage restaurant. Now, since the renovation of such things as a pool in Vegas are not documented as well as I've told them they should be, based on what we see in the picture, what we do know about Plaza's history, and because I say so, this photo was taken in the 1970s. The pool more than likely lasted into the 80s about as long as the Union Plaza name did. It's little things like this that I think make Vegas and places like Disney the magical places they are to people who love them. 
once again, photography shows that it is the superior of all art forms because we get to continue to progress and evolve as time passes and yet are still able to fondly recall and enjoy the past when properly documented as such. As always, we will link to it on our blog, put it on our Flickr and Pinterest pages, feature it on the Facebook and Google Plus pages, Twitter, header, as well as the enhanced version of the podcast. So that's going to do it for the intro. Let's move on to the news. All right, big announcement time. 360 Vegas merchandise. Oh, baby, it's time. You've asked for it, so here it is. 360 Vegas merchandise. However, we couldn't do it like everyone else does. No, we had to make oh, no. it unique and far more difficult than it needed to be yes. and ultimately making more work for myself. But here's the deal. As with many of the things we do on the show, inspiration is what finally got me to start working on this. It's something that had been in the back burner forever, and there it is. When I started working on the designs, I was more focused on creating something I thought was cool and I would actually want. It was only after our original prototypes were finished that I realized the company we were going through didn't have the option to set up an individual merch page and take care of the sales and distribution of our stuff. So I was faced with a dilemma. Either I scrap what I did and start over with a new company that would handle all our merch for us or put them out ourselves. Ultimately, I went with the latter because I was so discouraged at the idea of starting over, I knew what would end up happening, which would basically be, I'd start it, get frustrated, put it on the back burner, it'd be and months not before I ever got yeah. to it. Yeah. Instead, here's the plan. These items will be available for a limited time only. Hey, for me. You've got 30 days to get your orders into us. September 23rd is the deadline. Wait, wait, hold on. Will you ship to Canada? Yes. Hey, we we will ship everywhere. We will ship everywhere. You, you'll pay for it. After we'll the, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> After that, unless I'm able to recreate the design for the products in our future official merch store, you won't be able to get them anymore. So here are your options. We've got a men's tee, a ladies' cut T-shirt. The design is a chip right in the center of the chest, a la Iron Man style with our name featured in the middle. And we've got double-sided print can koozies. The men's shirt will run you $30, the ladies $35, and the koozies are $5. Shipping will be determined by the number of items you order and where I need to ship them to. All domestic shipments will be sent U.S. mail, international, probably FedEx or UPS. Either way, the cost is what it is. I'm literally going to print it on there for you. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Whatever it is, I'm going to do it. If you're sensitive to the cost, let me know, and I will let you know what it is before we end up charging you. <laughs> One already getting asked, like, questions asked about, wait, where do I get them? How many? I want two. I want this. <laughs> Once the 30-day period is done, you'll be invoiced through PayPal. You'll then have seven days to send in the payment. After that, we'll make the order on behalf of the group. When I get them in, I'll announce it on the show, as well as when you can expect to get your orders. For those of you interested, we will have a page on the blog called 360 Merch. Or is it 360 Vegas Merch? I don't know. Fuck it. You'll figure it out. You'll get there and you'll figure it out. I'm sorry. This is funny. Kit McKid said he wanted two, and I said shirts or koozies, and he goes, well, it's shirts because Canada's cold already. <laughs> Here's so. the koozies, by the way. That page will have pictures of our gear and separate links to sign-up sheets for the men's and the women's shirt. If you decide to order more than one item, we will combine them all into one shipment for your convenience as well as save on cost. 
If you would like a koozie, just let us know how many in the comment section when you sign up. Another disadvantage to the way that we're working with this is you didn't have the ability to order the koozie separately. So when you sign up for whatever it is you want, tell me how many koozies you want and just know every time you order one, it's five bucks. It's that easy. There you go. If you would like only a koozie, just email us at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com with your name, address, and how many you want, and we will invoice you through PayPal as well. We are really excited to roll these out, and I'm looking forward to creating more items with our, our new partners, whoever those partners should be. So they're excited, huh, already? They are, and but, but Seth kind of messed it up. So Seth came in and said, hey, I'm trying to work through some computer issues, but look to the, the team's for the Moneyline League, and he has the best team, so sorry to everybody else. <laughs> um, but I basically was saying, Seth, this is about the show, not about you kicking everybody's ass. Although I, um, I think it's pretty clear when you look at the but, lineup, Seth, well, that no, you're full of shit. I will dominate thing. this league. I'm going to call it right now. I'm going to call it right now. Undefeated. Suck on that, Seth. <laughs> Suck on it. But here's the funny thing. So, uh, you too, Sir William Steve, Trost. Stephen Ranger One replied, eat a bag of dick, Seth. Yeah. To which somebody said glug, and, I'm, and then they're like, oh, wait, that doesn't count because... I didn't you say didn't eat a bag of dicks. It. Yeah, you didn't say well, there it. You else there you go. There you go, Mr. Ranger. Yeah. Bag of dicks. <laughs> eat them. Glug, glug, glug. Well, that is cool. That is exciting. It's something that we've had in the works for quite a while. And like I said, these prototypes were done, what, almost two months ago? And I, I, I struggled with how we were going to do it. Has it been that long? It's been a while. It's been, it's been a while. Well, because remember, I not only came up with them and we were getting ready and I realized it, but then I was like, for a good week or two, I was like, okay, we're just not going to do them. I'm going to try and recreate them, you know, uh, with a new partner. I couldn't get that done. Then I got frustrated. Then once I figured out we were going to do it, I, you know me, I have to logistically figure this thing out. Well, yeah, that took forever. And you're asking me all these questions about, do I do this? Do I'm like, I don't fucking care. Well, listen, send them their shit. Listen, Nobody, I, care. I always plan for the worst yes. and hope for the best. So I, I'm always trying to think about, you know, it, what a disaster this could be. Hopefully, it's just super awesome. It. It's going to be fine. It's true. It's true. It's all going to work out good. So we're Folks super excited shirts. about it. I can't wait to get my own gear. It's... Buy the shirt for your ladies, too. So when... <laughs> Come on. They're cute shirts. I picked them out. It was Tony. Yeah. Well, yes. Karen did, did help with that. Because you, you're showing me these. I'm like, I would not wear that. Tony, Tony was <laughs> made, made the point to go, so are we all wearing these for 360 Vegas Vacation 2 in June? And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you wear whatever you want. Dark, light. It's going to be hot. Well, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I felt like he was trying to give me shit for it being June, but like, Tony, we're trying to hang out poolside. Okay? Oh, is Tony self-conscious? He no, no, no. Just that, it okay. would, it, it's, that it's hot. It's going to be hot. It is going to be hot. It's going to be hot just because I'm there. Well. Drink. I don't yes. know. <laughs> I'm just making rules up in my head now. I said I'm hot. People drink. <laughs> no, save that rule for the next time. They already have two that they're fighting with right now. We're, we're just we're going with one. Come on. Stop it. All right. Let's move on the world's largest gift shop to close. Inspiration for Random Vegas. Bonanza yeah. has been an institution of kitsch and three-for-one bargains since 1981. Located at the peak of the Las Vegas Strip, unless you count Stratosphere, diagonal from SLS, I don't count Stratosphere. It is also located across the street from MGM's City of Rock. So, MGM bought it. And so, Vital Vegas reports this. Since the deal can't be confirmed, we can only speculate why they purchased what equates to a shopping plaza, but one guess is simply to make sure they own the land for future development just in case the city of Iraq is a massive success. Which I'm sure it's going to be. Yeah. 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 I mean, and it's relatively cheap Fantastic what it is they're investing in. 
Sorry. In the day and age when the coolest property in Vegas is located on less than 10 acres of land, it doesn't require a lot of space to build. Another idea is parking. Now, one of the major concerns voiced at the last city meeting was the lack of parking. MGM claimed they have an aggressive shuttle service between their properties planned, but it is a legitimate concern. The Sin properties that are all the way down at the other yeah. end of the strip. Okay. Well, since that hearing, MGM has announced that they are shutting down the RV park at Circus Circus. Now, see, that to me is kind of sad. Now, I, well, you hear me out. It isn't something that necessarily catered to my interest, but the concept was charming and unique, even if the execution was less than appealing. Now, you'd have to believe that most of the expected 80,000 people rockin' Rio will filter into the venue per day will end up staying at Vegas Properties. However, people like Karen and I hate waiting for public transportation, especially when it's in high demand. So mm -hmm. I could see the need to have parking close to that venue. Assuming there's something there we want to go down and see. Well, obviously, if we're going to the City of Rock, there's something in that venue that we wanted to go see. I, I'm still not sure there will be, but whatever. And while there is no official confirmation that Bonanza is actually the world's largest gift shop, it is 40,000 square feet. So thank you to Vital Vegas for turning us on to the article by Vegas Now, and then that inspired this week's Random Vegas. There we go. Next up, High Roller Price Check. Vegas Shatter is reporting that High Roller will increase its admission for the first time in quite some time. Of course, don't forget, they cut their prices multiple times since it's opened, and they are simply raising the price of their latest, cheapest prices today. Starting September 2nd, adult daytime pricing will be $25, up from the $20 summer pricing. Night will remain $35. Youth tickets will stay the same, $15 during the day, $25 at night. Updated happy hour pricing is expected to be coming soon. That's still a good view. And the night hasn't changed, which is when you get to see the lights. I mean, granted, you get to see a lot during the day, but... Yeah. It's charming. It's... 25 bucks is fine. 35 bucks, I guess, at night makes sense. Yeah. Next up are Pure's renovation plans. After the Hakkasan Group took over Angel Management, renovations to one of their flagship clubs was targeted as a focus. So they took $38 million plus and attempted to remodel Pure at Caesars Palace, or their they're going to. First, they have no plans to add a beach club, a full kitchen, or expand out to the strip as formerly speculated. What they are doing is adding a mezzanine with skyboxes of sorts with a view of the dance floor below, similar to what Hakkasan has. They will also extend the terrace 350 feet and add 12 to 16 foot tall cabanas. What the fuck is the point of having super tall cabanas? Um, are they stacking bitches? Airy? <laughs> it's airy and open? I don't know. There you go. That's that's is that Lux? Yeah, know. you're asking the wrong fucking person. <laughs> I don't know. Plans are to reopen Pure in early 2015. Something that I wanted to share with those in the in the live chat. If you take a look at the promo picture that they put out here, I've highlighted for you. Oops, that's old because Bills isn't there anymore. Yeah. So where wah, is this wah, wah. picture from, or is it all just rendering that they layered the background? No, that's in there? Pure. It's, it's uh, Caesar's so it's Palace old, nightclub. Okay, so it's the old one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. MGM puts on a management clinic. Yes, they do, Karen. In stark contrast to all the stories of impending doom for Caesar's, a company who built the most expensive, privately funded construction project in history during the worst economy since the Great Depression, forcing them to sell Treasure Island 
just to fight off bankruptcy concerns, is doing quite well now. MGM reported a $105.5 million profit for the second quarter on $2.6 billion in revenue. Hmm. They've also paid down almost a billion dollars towards their long-term debt this year, valued at 13.4 at the end of 2013. And it's only August. It's also only fair to note that MGM has a property in the world's largest gaming market. Caesars passed on that opportunity. So I am going to refrain from commenting on the numbers because I really feel like you need to see them all and put them in perspective. Um, what, what you're saying sounds very impressive. The fact they've paid down a billion dollars in debt in less than a year. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. Caesars isn't making money. <laughs> no, no, no. Caesars is getting sued by their stockholders there, there is for no trying to to speak of. Yeah, for trying to, you know, move debt from to sell one themselves company to another. Yeah. To create multiple companies of themselves and then sell things to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, poor Seth. He's complaining that he's having trouble with his computer. He keeps dropping out and joining back in and he said at this point um, his computer is just viruses having sex with each other on his hard drive. <laughs> Seth, let me reassure you. It will not impede the ass kickings you will get this fantasy year. It will not. So rest assured, buddy. Yeah. Keep your head up, as Tupac said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn it. Sometimes it's like I say shit and I'm looking at you going, react, react. Damn it. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not going to happen. Okay. Huh. SLS opens? It did open, Karen. Huh. How about that? After Sahara closed, virtually everyone who has an opinion said it would never open again, including us. As of Friday at midnight, SLS Vegas is now in a I swear this never happens to me opening. As is common in Vegas, expect to find the type of vibe, decor, and atmosphere you can find at Cosmopolitan and Cromwell with a focus on unique dining and nightclubs as that is the new it thing to do. Very similar to Cromwell, many have described going into the property oddly familiar while being new and foreign, since it you know, obviously was Sahara for so long. SLS also pays respect to its past with several callbacks to Sahara, including displaying the former logo in the carpet. That picture, while it didn't win Twitpick of the Week, was another major contender, and to be honest with you, at some point I assume it will end up winning, because I was a huge, huge fan of it. A few interesting items of note. The center bar has a video display over the entire space, making it difficult to miss or ignore. It does not have a bingo, poker, or kino room. Woohoo! I know, right? They are using all three towers. Each will have its own theme or vibe or whatever the hell. They are named Story, described as fun and vibrant. World is sophisticated and sleek, we are told. And Lush, or no, no, I'm sorry. See, I knew I was going to mix <laughs> this lush. up. Not Lush. And Lux is plush. Uh-huh. Yeah. The total cost of the renovation ran SBE $415 million. I can't explain why, but I still just don't care. I mean, it's it, first of all, it's not that I'm not interested or looking forward to checking it out. And maybe it's just because we've been talking about this property for so long. I just don't care about anyone's opinion. I mean, it's, it's cool to hear what's going to be there. But at this point, it's like, you know what? I'll check it out and share my opinion. That, that's that's fine. Thank, thank you for your reporting. Yeah, I still don't see me ever staying there. 
I'm already concerned, though, that Mr. Nazarian has jumped on the Win Crazy train with the giant photo art display thing. Sam Nazarian's model girlfriend is dressed up as Cleopatra at the entrance of the Cleo restaurant, which is at least 10, maybe 15 feet tall. What is the point of having a super hot model girlfriend if you don't put her in places where nobody cares to see her? Well, here, here, (laughs) where no one cares to see her. (laughs) That's going to do it for news. So let's move into prop bets. For those of you who are unfamiliar and who is at this point, prop bets is an extension of the news with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, Vegas Chatter reported that progress continues at the Harley-Davidson dealership being built on the Strip not far from the Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas sign. Plans are still scheduled for a fall opening. Revel in Atlantic City. I don't know why I had to yell at <laughs> I'm so excited. And why, why are you talking about an Atlantic City place? This is Vegas. Whatever. 360 Vegas. Whatever. Oh, Revel wow. in Atlantic City, eager to finish off their epic failure, has moved their close date up to September 1st. That property, Karen, I'm telling you, is stunning. It is cosmopolitan-esque, but larger. It's so disappointing that it is that this it's just an absolute catastrophic failure. Yeah. Vital Vegas is reporting that in the wake of the new management and dollar deals, Downtown Grand is finally starting to attract people. New items we've not previously reported on include improved video poker pay tables and aggressive table game promotions. Scrambling since the announcement that Celine Dion will not be performing her residency at the Coliseum. Rumors are that Caesars has reached out to Mariah Carey, Adele, Beyonce, Katy Perry, Diana Ross, and Madonna to fill in. Robin Leach reported this, so of course take all of it with a grain of salt. But I have to say the guy's been on a hot streak lately, so I don't know. To be honest with you, these are all names that have been mentioned with the Coliseum in the last two years. So I promise you, all it is is him going, I'll bet you reached out to those people again. Like, I'll I'll bet they they did, did, Robin. So, yeah. um, hmm. Yeah, we've talked about it. Move on. Okay. The Las Vegas Advisor is reporting that filming has begun on the new indie movie based on the book Death in the Desert, The Ted Binion Homicide. Movie stars Michael Madsen as Ted Binion and is loosely scheduled to be in theaters by summer of 2015. Equally excited and equally disturbed because Michael Madsen can be top quality and he can also be awful. Okay, so this or in bad, awful movies. I, I, don't, I don't know who he is. What? The name is... Uh, the Reservoir Dogs, fucking Kill Bill. Oh, he's the guy that played the brother in yes. Kill Bill? The guy Bill? Oh, okay. Huh, that's interesting. Oh. I just didn't know his name when you said that. I know I've never seen Reservoir. Oh, no, you did make me watch. But no, you didn't. I haven't seen Res- Reservoir Dogs. Excalibur announced they are closing <laughs> the buffet on September second to begin renovations. While that is going on, they will offer a special breakfast at their steakhouse. Those that have purchased My Vegas comps to the buffet at Excalibur will have to instead enjoy Luxor's more buffet. Della's Kitchen is replacing the hotel's cafe in the new Delano Tower at Mandalay Bay starting September 1st. Las Vegas advisor described it as a farm-to-table concept with some ingredients coming from Delano's own greenhouse. You're a foodie. Does that interest you? Does that, does that sound appealing? Does that, does that make food taste better? Farm-to-table is always interesting to me because it means it's really, really fresh. Does that, does that make it taste better? Yes. I, I know there are some things, but yes. I just mean food in general. Are my eggs going to taste any different if they're like, they just laid that motherfucker oh, like six hours ago? They will. Really? Yeah, they will. They'll taste very different. I mean, okay. So remember, 
I grew up on a farm. So the difference of being walk, being you able to walk grew out up on an agricultural own, farm. Well, yeah, but being able to walk out and pick up your own fruits and vegetables, and don't forget, we got a pig and a steer slaughtered every year at the fair. Okay. So we had fresh <laughs> meat. I know, sounds crazy, but when you share it among a few families, it makes sense. But that lasts you through the whole year, and that meat tastes different than yeah. what you get in the grocery store. All right. Okay. So yeah, back off, Dick. I was curious. Go fuck yourself. No, you're curious, like, does it really? Is my egg really going to taste different? Not... Yes, your egg is going to taste different. Okay, fine, yes, I was being a giant prick, go. You are. Whose show is it? I'm not saying. <laughs> Clearly it's yours. I, I'm picturing you going, whose house? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Martin. <laughs> Inside jokes. A 48-year-old police sergeant from Glendale, California, was busted at the Flamingo around 2 a.m. Friday, August 8, after he agreed to pay an undercover officer $250 for sex. Wow. Yeah. Undercover male or undercover female? Oh, they didn't say. I, I assumed it was a chick. Didn't think about that. I feel bad for cops. <laughs> We talked about I this. Don't, because Ooh. the thing is, somebody offers to pay you 250 bucks to sleep with them, and then you get to go, oh, great. Thank you. I appreciate that, that you want me that much. And, oh, by the way, I'm slapping the cuffs. Okay, okay. Me. Not this situation. I get it. What I'm saying <laughs> is we had here, – here's a little something for uh, for the audience. There was a time where I was going to be a fireman. Of course, after 9-11, one, one of the many people who were inspired to, to do something more. Right. And we had a, a, an extended conversation about the fact that I would – be risking my life for a living and you made it crystal clear that you would be very proud for me to be a fireman but you would not allow me to be a cop because there's two very distinct differences yes. nobody's upset when a fireman shows up right most people are fucking irritated when a cop shows up yes. and they're both doing the same fucking job man just trying they're, to protect people right right so yeah. i feel for cops and sometimes they got to get their dick wet karen it's frustrating <laughs> <laughs> they do all right, this week at Melts Vegas reported on a trend that Mark Hopes continues all over the city, if not the world, and that is that the tag bar at the Quad Link has USB slots, power outlets, and purse hangers underneath the bar. Ooh, I, I like that one too. Yes. All right, so I hope that as well. Odds are these have been there since they opened, but it was the first time he noticed them, the first time we can recall hearing about this. That's fucking awesome. I, I, I love that. I think the first time we heard that was from at Lisa MP22, who said they had the the USB slots yeah. at the I think it was Venetian or Palazzo uh, roulette table. It seems like I remember seeing them it's in some fucking place, genius. Yeah. The idea that all these bars and should do because think about it. That's the one problem, and it's not that it's not that the the smartphones are all oh, just drains batteries. What well, it may be our iPhones don't have that problem. When they have the problem is when we're taking a shit ton of pictures, video, tweeting, fucking on the internet, all that shit. That's what kills it. And you're like. Halfway through the day, I mean, we've had to buy a fucking Mophie because I'll destroy oh, yeah. that motherfucking it. battery yeah. if I don't if I don't have a Mophie with me or, so, or some way to recharge. But that is awesome. How many hours do we sit at a fucking bar playing video poker that we could just fucking recharge right there? I it love it. It would be really nice. I absolutely we love would. it. I mean, and the bartenders half the time will offer because they did that. They are doing Cosmo. that now. They're like, hey, do you, if you have the charger, I can plug it in back behind the bar. And I, I would yeah. recommend that to any of our listeners. Bring your fucking charger with you because yeah. that is really common right now. Anytime they hear you. Yeah, I think it was Bond the last time we heard it. It was. We were talking to ourselves and they overheard. And they're like, I charge it back well, here. Well, because I was it. asking about the how much. We were yeah. talking about, yes. Yeah, we share the Mophie when we go to Vegas. We have to. Well, because you're part of the show, you also engage on social media, and that drains the fuck out of the battery. It does. 
and, and trying to find a Wi-Fi signal in Vegas is a challenge. It's All getting right. better, getting better. So that's going to do it for the news and prop bets. Let's move into playing Vegas. Playing Vegas is a portion of the show where we share with you touring acts and artists performing next week in Vegas. First up on Monday, the dive-in movie doubleheader at the Boulevard Pool at Cosmopolitan is The Lego Movie and The Hangover. (laughs) What a combination. The first movie starts at 7 p.m. The second is at 9.30. Admission is free to guesting at the property. Five bucks for everyone else. Wednesday, Offspring with Bad Religion is performing at the Joint at Hard Rock. Show starts at 6 p.m. Tickets start at $50. On Friday, Joe Rogan is performing at the Mirage. Shows start at 10 p.m. Tickets start at 63 bucks. And Questlove is DJing at the Brooklyn Bowl. Show starts at midnight and tickets start at 11 bucks. Friday through Sunday, Air Supply is performing at the Orleans. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $35. And on Saturday, Fuel, Drowning Pool, and Local H are performing at the Fremont Street Experience. Shows start at 8 p.m. Admission is free. And David Gray is at the joint at Hard Rock. Show start at 8 p.m. Tickets are $40. Sunday, Keith Urban is performing at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $95. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for Playing Vegas. We're going to move into coming attractions. Coming Attractions is a part of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you're going to a concert or event in Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. I know they're advertising for us, and I know we've talked about this, but I, I really can't. Listen, have I ever lied to you fucking guys ever? <laughs> I really can't recommend this enough. It, it, it's, you are going to, listen, you are going to pay more for your tickets. And you in will. some cases, a shit ton more. But you're going to know where you're going to sit. You're going to, I mean, the tickets we've had, we've used them twice. Corn and New Kids on the Block. Two of the best concerts yeah. experiences. Two of the best concert experiences, experiences we've yeah, ever had. We've had. Fantastic. And they, they were groups that we really wanted to go see, so we were willing to pay the extra because we we knew it was going to be a good show. And and they were. The seats were fabulous. The view was amazing. If, if um, you... The corn show, we got the backstage backstage passes. Yeah, we had to, to do that it. separately. So, yeah, but it, it just... I, I do recommend it because you know exactly where you're going to be sitting. Right. Especially if awesome. you're the kind of person who's seen a band multiple times. This this better suits you because we had seen Corn a dozen times, half a dozen times, half a dozen times. Because that was the seventh or eighth time we'd seen them. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It in the, in, yeah. in the wheelhouse. So at this point, we're like, we want to, we want an experience. You know, we've seen them play these songs. I want to, I want to see them play. I want to get up close. I want to, you know, I, I want to do more. And, and yeah, and we could, we could see the whole thing. I can't. Yeah, I cannot recommend it enough. If you've got the cash, do it, man. Because, again, there's no surprises. You know exactly where you're going to be. Yeah. So, very good. I'm going to have to charge him more. <laughs> Especially if you start getting all these personal tests. I can't help Come it. On. That was I, – I am a huge fan of that. I when I remember when we first got it and I started looking at the prices, I was like, wow, these are these are a lot more expensive than, than the, you know, the, the standard face value ones. But once you try it, you're like, no fucking wonder. <laughs> 
All right. So first up, Wendy Williams is returning to the Venetian. Oh, Lord. For a couple more dates <laughs> as part of the Lipstick Tour at the property on Friday and Saturday, October 31st and November 1st. Halloween and All Saints Day. Awesome. Shows start at 10 p.m. on Friday. Oh, I'm sorry. The fact that Wendy Williams is going to be in Vegas on Halloween. So many things that can be said about that. Um, <laughs> shows start at 10 p.m. on Friday, 7.30 on Saturday, and tickets start at 58 bucks. Yeah. More of a leaving attraction, but continuing to prove people love stupid shit. It was announced that Vegas lounge legend, for some reason, Cook E. Jar. That's his name? Wait, if he's a legend, why have I never heard of him? Well, he's a lounge legend. I'd imagine it's like a lounge lizard. <laughs> oh, He Lord. is ending his residency? At <laughs> Somebody just asked why Wendy Williams is wearing that gaudy gold chain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Captain X Dave. <laughs> anyway, he is ending his residency of sorts at Harris August 27th. No word if he will find a new place to be regularly creepy or if he's retiring to a playground near you. What what kind of a lounge act is he? Go to YouTube and, and Google Cookie Jar. He's a freak show that does karaoke, is what he does. It's really fucking... Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's disturbing. You know what it's like? <laughs> you know what it's like? It's like when you go to a wedding and the DJ comes out and starts dancing with people and, he, and he's fucking grooving, like getting up on people. They're like, dude, dude. Yeah. What um, the fuck? That's that's cookie jar. I mean, I'm not saying he gets up and grinds on people, but it's equally creepy and weird. Yeah, they also think that Ace Frehley's put on some weight. <laughs> that is the best one, actually. It does look good. Steven Ranger one. There you go. Well yep. done, sir. <laughs> uh, cookie jar has been performing karaoke in Vegas lounges since 1982. Wait, he's been performing karaoke. 1982. Can we move on, please? Yes, we can. This guy's Next picture. Seth Meyers is performing at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan Saturday, October 11th. Show started at 7 p.m. Tickets start at 60 bucks. How does he have time to do this between his late night gig and hosting the Emmys and everything else? And I thought he was funny on SNL. Yeah. I think his delivery is a little too slow for me. We. I'll be honest. I haven't watched. I think I, I watched like, like him. I do. No, no, no. And I watched like two or three from his first week that were really painful. Well, they always are. I know. And I, I knew they would be, but I really haven't watched. I think I've seen a monologue, maybe one or two. I haven't seen that many. I'm not like when, when Jimmy went to late night, he was painful the first week, but he was still funny and he just got better. Yeah. I, I'm not at least. I'm pulling seen, for him. I, I like I, him. I want him to do really I like well. Him. I really do. But yeah. I'm, I'm a little concerned. Yeah. Okay. Tickets for Rock in Rio Vegas go on sale Friday, September 26th. The concert will be held on two consecutive weekends, May 8th through the 9th and 15th through the 16th. I'm so fucking glad we changed the dates for 360 Vegas Vacation 2. <laughs> Tickets to the all-day event will run you $300 for a weekend pass. No word if the option for a single-day pass is available, but Smart Money Betting says there will be. Uh, no, Smart Money Betting. Black Keys are performing at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan on Saturday, November 8th. Shows start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 95 bucks. Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. All right, so time to check the river.
I sometimes forget that people haven't been with us from day one. And that recently has caused some misunderstandings and some disappointment, some, some vocal disappointment to the way we reported the MMA porn star domestic abuse. So the first one we got was from Twitter. Let, let's, let's just jump right into them. And then we, of course, have, have, have some feedback we want to return or whatever. I don't know. We're going to fucking tell you what we think. At Skate Hard took offense to our reporting of War Machine and how he shows love. He... <laughs> See, and you just keep I can't going. help it. I'm going to explain just why. Keep That's just going. funny. Okay. I don't care. He wrote, quote, disappointed with how ignorant your attitude was to domestic violence. Okay, so question. Is that all he said? Yeah, it was Twitter. Just want to make sure. We also received an email a little bit later in the week from Ed F. from Seattle. Why don't you read what he wrote us, Karen? Guys, real disappointed in your reporting and jokes about the MMA fighter beating a woman. Porn star or not, I hope neither of you have a daughter. The jokes went too far, and that stupid laugh about it was like rubbing salt in the wound. Been a listener for a while, and I love the podcast. Just real disappointed. I don't think Tim D would have reported the story on Five Hundred that way. I think apologies in order. Just my two cents. Best regards, Ed F from Seattle. I honestly can't thank you all enough for the feedback. We really do appreciate honest thoughts shared from people who enjoy the show. I, of course, responded to both persons directly, but felt we should also respond here for those who echo those sentiments of disappointment but didn't actually write us. Right. First off, I consider Tim from Five Hundred a friend, and I think he would agree with me in saying, I don't give a fuck what he does or doesn't report on his show. I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sure he would echo those segments in return. I don't aspire to be anyone but the best me I can be, and I am not modeling it after any other person on this planet. So you really don't need to make any kind of a comparison to and, Tim because I don't fucking And quite care. honestly, if you'd rather listen to Tim's show, go ahead and listen to Tim's show. Uh, like this I said, is I very consider different. us friends, yeah. but I tell you, if, if somebody wrote the same thing to him, Again, like on, I don't think Mark at 360 Vegas would have done that. I'm pretty sure Tim would be like, I don't give a fuck what Mark does. Right. And we've met Tim and Michelle uh, I consider in him Vegas, and I've met them in Minneapolis, so they're, they're awesome we, people. We have relationships with them that Great, have yes. gone beyond yes. what we share with the public. Absolutely. Yes. So it's it's... All good, but yeah, their their show is different from ours. Our their Tim's personality is dramatically different from yours. Right. So, yeah, got it. But that aside, I get it. Sometimes I forget that we have new listeners all the time who aren't necessarily aware of our motives, sense of humor, and the fact that we tend to say some pretty horrific things on this show in the name of humor. Now Brian and I, and Karen as well, are. Not, not to the same extent, but I understand it. But very much, it. Yes. very much of the opinion that the only way to cope with the monstrous things humans do to one another is to mock them. Personally, I don't understand how people who don't make light of these awful situations don't become a vigilante or just eat a bullet. But then again, I'm on medication to calm such urges. I might need to start remembering to put a little caveat before we do stories like that just for the new people or new to that part of our sense of humor. So for that, I do apologize. Clearly, War Machine is a fucking monster. Yeah, and what he did is Needs not to be brutally excusable. beaten and raped by well-endowed men in prison. Because that <laughs> guy is a... Oh. He needs to be taught a lesson. He thinks he's a big dude. Let somebody put him in his what? place. <laughs> and 
Christy, as if her career choice wasn't a giant enough red flag, clearly needs to follow my lead and have lots and lots of therapy for her self-esteem issues. I, I don't understand how humans can do these things to each other, which is why, ultimately, just know that virtually everything colorful we say on this show is either an attempt to be funny or varying degrees of disappointment with a world and the monsters that populate it. And if you can't do that, I don't really care. I, I've dealt with self-loathing for the majority of my life, and the fact that I have a wife that loves me, I have friends and listeners who've gone beyond that, who have accepted who I am as a person, who have supported whatever, and even if they don't agree with it, have understood that's just Mark. That, that's but probably here, the best the descriptor thing. that anybody who is in my family or anyone who knows and cares about me will be the first thing that they'll say to you, like, oh, that's, just, that's just Mark. He doesn't mean what you think he means. It's, uh, and, and here's the thing. If, if folks think that you, you know, like he said, uh, I hope you don't have a daughter, it's not that. There's nothing. You don't ever actually want to offend people. And this forum is different than oh, you're going, the day-to-day. -day. You're going somewhere else with this, and I like I am, this. I like I am, it. because what I don't think people realize is, and believe it or not, what you guys hear of me on this show is not me at all. What the what it's this you. show... It's you. It's the real you. Well, it's no, not it the you okay. the rest of the world gets yeah, to see. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm sorry. So, so this is more who I am. What I have to be day-to-day -day at work is a very different thing. It's the same thing for you. You know, there there's a freedom of doing this, especially since there's no censors, there's nobody coming after us. We can say what we want when we want and be ourselves. And and that's a freedom that a lot of people don't have and we don't have in our work lives. Right. So I think people have to understand that and respect it because the last thing and, and for folks that don't know Mark, the last thing he ever actually wants to do is offend somebody. And if if he says something that offends you, all you have to say is like, dude really not cool. He's the first person to apologize. Do you remember how I got here? How I got to the extreme opposite where I'm like, nothing I say will offend anyone. If you don't tell me it offends you, I assume you totally understand where I'm coming from. I, I'm sure you have a thought in your head, but I'm not there with you. Uh, on the, There was a time for a good year where I was crippled with fear that anything that I would say would be offensive, so yeah. I mumbled for a year. Yeah. I mumbled for a fucking year because somebody said something and I got so caught up with the idea of like, I don't, I don't want to offend anybody. So I, I didn't want to say anything. Luckily, support, therapy, medication got me to go the exact opposite way where I'm like, you know what? Life's too fucking short. I'll say whatever I want. If I offend you, write us. Uh, yeah. Specifically in this show exactly. forum. This Tell me right. so I can then go, oh, I'm really sorry. That's not what I meant. Right. Thank you for letting me know I did because I am going to assume everything I say is is cool with everybody because the alternative is to live in a goddamn self-made prison yeah and i'm not doing it anymore I'm not and and i don't want you to and, and i think that's i appreciated honestly when when you first told me you were getting feedback on this story i was like oh shit and you're like all right i'm gonna send you what you know what he said in my response i was so impressed at the way you handled Thank it you. because you no, i really was because you you honestly don't want to offend anybody but you're like, look, I. this is how I deal with stuff. Yeah. And if you're new to the show and you don't know me and my history, this is what it is. Folks, Mark is the honest to God. 
he is one of the nicest people. You'd never know it on the surface, <laughs> but he really is. And um, I intentionally try to try to create. A, a, why we've been married for 18 a, years? A persona <laughs> that that people expect disappointment. So I'm like, all I'm going to do is surprise them. <laughs> He, he really is. And, and the last thing he honestly wants to do is, is offend somebody. But he has a very sick and twisted sense of humor that just... It's how I deal with this and it, fucked up planet. It's fine. It, again, The I alternative it. is to live in a world of absolute rage and to become Batman. Let's be honest. That is the only alternative. You couldn't be because you don't have that kind of money. Okay. And neither do, do I. Do you see what I mean? And there's the frustration. You, you'd, the you'd be the guy in the hockey pads. That, that's the catch-22 of frustration. It's like, I want to be Batman, but I don't have his money. God damn it. Oh, I'd yeah. be dead in 48 hours because yeah, so, I, I don't have his resources. So I, I understand and appreciate you know, the feedback from somebody saying, hey, you know, if you had a daughter. But you really don't. There was never any ill intent towards any woman, female. There was never any honest support of, you know, being physically abusive to anybody else. It's mm-hmm. it's a sick and twisted kind of humor. It, it is funny. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, I laugh when I hear it most of the time, and I'm a woman, so what does that say about me? Um, yeah, I, so... It's, it, it is funny. There, Other than this hell that I had for that year where I, I just mumbled... There, it, on, on top of that, it, it, which is really interesting, and I think the show continues to help me do this. There was a time where I, I was, I hated my laugh, like, like, hated my laugh. Wanted to find a sturdy rafter to throw some threaded rope over because I, th- there's so many things I fucking loathed about myself, and it's the things that people all the time mock now. But I've gotten to a place between the love of my life. The friends and support that I get, whether it be family, whether it be listeners, whether whatever, that I finally come to a point where I'm like, this is my laugh. If you like it, that's awesome. If you don't, I don't fucking care. Nothing you can do about it. It Just is what it is. Just don't care. There's right. nothing anyone says that can change the way I laugh. Because if you recall, I stopped doing it for a while because somebody said that, and I just wouldn't laugh. I'm like, the prison I live in because of what other people think of me. And and I the same thing. I had to go to the other side of the world where I'm like, Fuck all of you. If you like me, awesome. If you don't, I don't give a fuck. So there you go. All right. Uh, next up, we have an email from John Williams. Now we're going to have some fun to end the show with. Hooray. Absolutely. Karen, what did John write? John wrote, if you could have anyone at all be a guest on your show, who would you like to have? Your biggest fan. Wait. Shirley up. Jesus <laughs> He's John, a, come on. He's a clever one. I love him. <laughs> Composer John is back. Yes. Right. Um, you first. It's going to be cliche. Nobody's going to like this. I, I, it's Brian. It's Karen. It's, it's the, the show, I've said it before, was created so I wouldn't lose touch with Brian. It's expanded so I got to meet Matt, and that's awesome. Karen, we found a way to get her involved in it. I think this is awesome the way it is. I, I, I hope it never changes. I hope Brian is always able to do it with me. But there's nobody that you want to have on as a guest to talk to. No. I mean, I, I thought it was really cool that Dr. Dave joined, and it would be fun to have him on here. And, and I like talking to Tim. And, uh, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. There's nobody. That I'm not like... I, I'm not in awe of anyone. Well, yeah. So I think that's what people have to understand, because you and I are not geeky fanboys for the most part. So, like, we've met 
some pretty significant people yeah, in this world. Yeah, we have. We've only ever gotten our picture taken with and or an autograph once, and that was corn a year ago. Well, no, we did it with some racers for the drag racing. Okay, they were signing shit. <laughs> we, we weren't lining up for it. Well, yeah. um, well, and what's funny is that's what popped into my head again was to actually be able to talk to Jonathan Davis because I completely... Karen fucking geeked out and, and went I, silent. I, yeah, couldn't This talk. from a girl that is like, oh, my God, he's the most amazing. Your voice he, is absolutely amazing. He, Stone no, silent. It's not even his voice. It, it's what he does it's with his voice. Him. It's the music yeah. that he's written. He, uh, Yeah, love him. Um, I, he was the person that I would have picked because I wanted to try again. And I wanted him in a more, like, laid-back setting. Okay, I don't like, think whatever. we would bring him up like, hey, Jonathan, we're going to do a show about Vegas. Want to join? No, I, it had nothing <laughs> to do with Vegas. That Who would I want as a guest? I, I, th I think of what the Strip used to do. They used to bring people in. Some of them were associated with, with Vegas. All right, Vegas, okay, they were playing okay, okay. I see where you're going with this because, yeah, that's what a so great one person, fucking poll. One because person they that would I'd be like touring to to? and coming to Vegas. Yeah. That's absolute. That's brilliant. So what about, like, Trent Reznor? I mean, you're a huge fan well, of his I would, music. Well, I would definitely go to Corn. Um, Corn speaks to me in a world. I mean, I, I think Trent Reznor also does, but I think Trent also strays into a little too art for me. And And... Jonathan really, that whole band captures a, a rage ooh, ooh. That, that nobody has ever done before. And, and it's, a, it's so interesting. Like, people have said this before to us. When I get frustrated or, or upset about something, I'll just crank corn, mm -hmm. you know. And people will be like, well, it does, you know, I, I always get concerned when you do it. Doesn't that just draw the rage? I'm like... It's the no, exact opposite. It, it calms me down. It's to know <laughs> that there's somebody else on this planet that I can relate to, that even if it's not the same situation, they know the rage that I'm dealing with. And it's so calming to know, okay, all right, it's, we're, we're, I, I, I'm not alone on this island of hatred and rage yeah. and self-loathing that it's like, this guy's survived and done this. It, it makes me feel good to know there's somebody else out there that gets it. And it just, it calms me down. It always calms me down. I love their music for that. Yeah, and, and that, I completely agree. I, yeah, Korn's music is a very calming sense. You have a bad day, you put that on, you're like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't even think about it in, in that context. Didn't even think about it. Well, that's why I'm awesome and you need me. <laughs> okay. The other thing, all right, so uh, there so, was So nobody in Vegas. No, no, there's one. I, I don't, what, no, I'm there's with. There's another one. There's, oh, you? Tom Colicchio. Oh, of course. Mm, I would totally geek out if I had Tom Colicchio here. You geeked out I, being I, in his I, restaurant. I did. I really did. You I went know. fanboy extraordinaire. Yeah. Fangirl. Boy, Whatever. Girl. Whatever. You know um, where I'm going with this. Yeah, I, I would love to sit down and talk with him. And the funny thing is, I think it would be a lot like talking with you. I believe it. Yeah. Wait a minute, Tom Colicchio? Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, he's he's super um, well, driven. Well, I know he's a snarky prick. ADD, <laughs> snarky prick. Yes, he is. So I think it's going to be a lot like dealing with you. Yeah, it's possible. So. I, I don't know. I hadn't thought of it that way. When it, when you when you factor in touring artists, that really does kind of open it up to an interest. But in in Vegas and in Vegas history, meeting and or talking to somebody, I don't know. Uh, Nothing comes we're to mind. Just, we're I, not I enjoy, that big of like. I enjoy observing what people have done and studying it. Yeah. I don't necessarily need to, to talk to them. I suppose. I suppose at any given time when I'm doing a vintage on somebody, then I'm like, 
oh, fuck, I can't find this information anywhere. I wish I could ask this person. Well, and see, I look at it from the standpoint of I think it would be really interesting to sit down and talk football with Peyton Manning, although I know it would be way over my head. I think it would be But at the same time, you would think that I'd be able to talk Vegas. You know what? No, I I get your point because Steve Wynn isn't going to understand what what, on the level I'm on. Fucking Gary Loveman's not going to understand the level that I'm on as far as, as... I mean, you'd have to really... Maybe people like Jackie Gone or fucking Derek Stevens. They or- asked if you'd like to have Elvis on the show. Derek Stevens would be good. Because, I mean, we've met Derek. So yeah. he's he would be fun. Yeah, but yeah. he's not... I mean, I think of Derek, and I know this is what he, he's going for, is just a you know guy from Detroit that's just made good and doing what he's doing. I mean, they're... Derek and I'm more interested way. than getting Derek to go. Can you hook me up with like a back, backstage door? You know this. I'd love to see the. <laughs> you want to get the behind the scenes oh, of I the, see the, the logistics <laughs> of how shit works. Oh, in Vegas. Oh, that would be amazing. I mean, obviously Elvis would have been awesome to, to see, but you could I start wouldn't know throwing what to in. Ask him. Exactly, and you could throw Michael Jackson into that. You could throw a lot of big celebrities, but at the end of the day, it's like, like the Beatles. And Paul McCartney's still alive. What oh would I ask God. him? What would you talk to Paul McCartney? Yeah, about? I, I don't. I, I mean, so yeah. I, I'd be like Chris Farley. Go. So, so you remember that time that you were in that band <laughs> called the Beatles? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. Right. Um, no, I'm with you. I, I, I can't think of anybody affiliated with... Now, there are things that I would love to see from Old Vegas that don't exist anymore, but there's nobody I really care to talk to. Well, and they also asked, so they were asking about Elvis. They asked about New Kids. You know, New Kids, you can watch at least one of them. Actually, you can see pretty much all of them on the uh, Wahlburger show, so you don't need to do there's that. There's just not a whole it's, lot that I, I... But it's most celebrities, you realize they're people, and they do whatever. I mean, I guess... There, there haven't been too many people. While, while I enjoy Nine Inch Nails, and, and I will admit... Wait, a, wait, I got one. A lot of his songs have, have had a major impact on my life, but... There's a reason why Corn, why we did a behind the scenes yeah. and, an, and an autograph, because they have, it, it was never to the point of suicide, but in the same no. wheelhouse yeah. of what you've done Emotional craziness. changed my life or it helped my life. You know, it didn't save it necessarily, but you, your music means more than just, oh, I like this song. Yeah. They want, anyway. Oh, wait, they had a suggestion to talk to a host to explain how all the wheels work. Do what? Talk to a host, a casino host. Oh. To explain how the whole relationship with the whales work versus... Yeah, they've got books out there for that. (laughs) You got to understand, I hate human interaction. I I don't... If if there is a way... Which is so funny because when you're in Vegas, you Okay, Vegas doesn't count. Because then you're talking to bartenders like, I want you in the show. Okay, Vegas... talk about what you've done. Vegas doesn't count. Vegas Uh, doesn't count. All right, whatever. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I enjoy the show in the format that it is. I love being able to chat with Brian. I don't really need to interview anybody. I, I We're not an interview t- kind of show. We're not interview kind of people. I mean, we meet celebrities even when we did. I mean, we've met... We don't need to get into it. Okay. We've, we've met significant people that would drop a jar, too. <laughs> yeah, and most of them are assholes, well, surprisingly. They are who they are. Uh, they're kind of assholes. Um, <laughs> There's more. So also from John, who was busy sending emails this week. John's a fan. Uh, yes, he is. I always thought it would be interesting if a non-Vegas person built a property in Vegas. Someone like Richard Branson or George Lucas. Who would you like to see build a resort in Vegas who is not the typical developer? Richard, Cheers, John. It's Richard Branson. 100% Richard Branson. 
absolutely. Yeah. I would fucking fund a Kickstarter for multi-billionaire <laughs> <laughs> Richard Branson to build in Vegas. Because you get the impression, uh, here, here, pair Richard Branson. Richard Branson buys Cosmopolitan. What happens to Cosmopolitan? Hmm. Number one property in all of Vegas ever. Yeah. Nobody can touch it. Yeah. I promise you that's Richard Branson. But he doesn't buy stuff and fix it. No, he doesn't. He, builds he creates it. it. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But, yeah, the point I'm trying to make is Richard Branson, what dead on, that is the guy that I would love to see go, you know what, I would love to do a, a casino in Las oh, Vegas. Oh, Jesus Christ. Seriously? That was awful, wasn't it? It was really bad. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, I'm not an impressionist. Don't you judge me. It's my show. Oh, this, oh, oh, this, oh. this John guy sounds like a real Muppet. Like like John Williams is sending all these softball emails for you to just pontificate on and keep going on. Hmm. Sounds like a Muppet. Yeah. He's in the goddamn chat. He is. Yes. Is he the one fucking saying this? No, is he fucking attacking he's not, me? And he's replying you back. You son now. of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not writing these as John Williams people. If that's what you think. No, he just thinks. I have a kindred spirit with Mr. Williams. Oh, they know Mr. Williams and his pictures and everything else. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Getting a dirty look now, even. I'm that drinking in a, in a manner that is not happy. <laughs> and a Cockney accent, not British. Yes. Whatever. Exactly. I don't care. It's <laughs> no, but honestly, I don't think. The tricky part about a Vegas property is you have to understand gaming, casino, food, dining, all of it, entertainment. Otherwise, it's not going to be successful. It has to be fascinating to you. Like like Steve Wynn lost his shit about Vegas. He's like, this is amazing, and thought about every angle. You, Richard Branson would have to do the same thing. and have to be like going, you know what would be amazing? We should do a fucking he, Vegas hotel. It'd be amazing. You're right. His, his, his heart would have to be in it. He could do it. I just, I don't know. George Lucas, fuck no. Because George would be like, I'm going to make whatever I want and fuck everybody else. That's not going to work in Vegas. <laughs> no, he does. I mean, think about his movies. He's like, I'm going to go back and, you know, put crappy CGI. In oh, no, no, no. Don't movies. be that person. You know that what they did to Star Wars was amazing. Except for the walking around Java thing. That was bad. Okay, I can't argue with you on that. Right. That, that, was, that was them desperately trying to shoehorn a scene in there that became obsolete the second they're like oh you know what Jabba's not a human he's a slug like going okay that scene is forever gone you can't put it back in <laughs> so that's going to do it for episode 143 thank you all for listening downloading we really do appreciate it if you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show you can do so on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com if you'd like to send some feedback which we always read and I, I discuss I can't reiterate enough I do, do enjoy it at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. Good, bad, or indifferent, we read it all. We are all over social media, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find links to those in the blog as well. Don't forget, merch, 360vegaspodcast.com. <laughs> Coming out when? It's now. It's a, if you go to the blog right now, it's out there. You got 30 days. September 23rd is your last day to order. Get it in now, folks. I'm excited. I think that, that merch, I'm very proud of what we did with that. So Awesome. Oh, the fucking lion here finally got hit. Now let's get the fuck out of there. Nothing? You got nothing? I, I, I don't know. You told me to shush. Oh, my God. Somebody hit the lion <laughs> We don't give a fuck. <laughs> Enjoy your two million and your shitty slot machine. Honestly, congratulations for playing that thing. So whatever. we don't ever have to fucking hear about it again. 
Ugh. Do you remember <laughs> when we went to that? Uh, yes. It's awful. It's yep. a shitty, awful, awful yep. game. I really hope somebody hit it. Yes. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to hear it again. like to thank Keith Marquise for bringing that information to us. And then the last thing, we just wanted to wish Golden Nugget a happy birthday. They turned 58 on Saturday, August 30th. That's mm -hmm. all I got. I'll see you next week. Yeah.